This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Scott hits it, hangs it high, it's short. Loose ball. No signal yet. And it belongs to the Chargers. This is Dirt and Sprague. I think it helps the Yankees uh, in two ways. Some of the Yankees' key relievers, most notably Wandy Peralta, who has pitched three games, three days in a row, he gets a day off. Clay Holmes, who pitched last night, he gets a day off. Plus, I think it brings Nestor Cortez back into play. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. If the Warriors are winning and Draymond is still a highly productive player and wants to be there, I don't think it means that his future, uh, that his days are necessarily numbered in Golden State. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. What is happening? Just trying to, uh, you know those stations at a science class? Swag, you know what those are called where you, you the rinse station, you the little uh, faucet on your table. What are those called? Uh, th- it was just the lab area. You all had your little lab area and you got your Bunsen burner and your yeah, sink it, and your beakers. Your, your and- little sink and you got that little spout. You know what I'm talking about, Dirt? <laughs> I do. I know you're talking yeah. about it. Yeah. I need one of those yeah. to wash out my eyes from watching that trash-ass <laughs> football game last <laughs> night. <sighs> God, that was bad. And you want to know something worse? Oh, absolutely awful. Here's something worse. What do you got? So you and I are degenerates. Yes. Sick degenerates. And I'm like, okay... I had a good week with some dogs. Screw it. I don't like this team at all, and, but I also hate Brandon Staley. <laughs> so I opened my, my, my app, and I get it, and it's not plus six. It was plus four. Here's the kicker. Thought I laid the bet right before the Joe Cronin interview that I taped. Nope, I didn't. Oh, you didn't even place the bet? Wiped away. Wow. Because you mentioned it at the end of the game, and I was like, yeah, let's see if I, what I won. And then I it saw it like opened where it was. <laughs> and it said plus four, confirm, was there. It wiped out because I had been off for so long. Oh, no. I I had such little faith in Brandon Staley and the Chargers, but I'm contractually obligated to gamble on them every game that they play. I can't gamble against them. What do you mean you're Chargers? contractually obligated? Weird. I can't do it. I can't gamble against my boy. I did it one time this year, and I won a bet. It felt strange. I didn't I didn't like those winnings. I didn't you want won a winnings. bet gambling against something, and you won't do it again? I'm not going to do it again. That's can't the do weirdest it. thing you've Bad ever said. Bad karma from a boy, okay? <laughs> my boy needs all the support in the world that he can get because his coaching staff sucks and he's running a high school offense. 
He needs, a new, he needs a new coach. Don't get me started on that. So I did bet the Chargers down to two and a half, thank God, uh, because I thought, you know what, they're going to win this game, but just in case they go full Chargers on me. On the hairs of their chinny-chin-chin. On the chin, hairs chin. of their chinny-chin-chin, yes. chin, I'm going to go from four to two and a half just to be safe, and hey, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I should say on the uh, the slight muscles of the hamstring of Dustin Hopkins. I mean, come on, the greatest post-game interview of all time, was it not? I didn't watch it. You didn't see the Dustin Hopkins post-game interview? Oh, he... We might he, need to pull that audio. Okay. really? Just for your entertainment yeah, purposes. I think I can get the whole thing. Give me a couple <laughs> really? of minutes. Oh, he, I missed it. He yeah. soaked up that spotlight like no kicker <laughs> it was has an immediate soaked dude. it up before. Before you even ask a question, yeah. I want to give thanks oh, yes. to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus. I mean, just immediately yeah. into it. Right turn. Yeah. Lisa, don't worry about your question. We're going right to God. <laughs> God healed my hamstring and made me make those kicks. Lisa Salters, hold your question. Did you guys watch, by the way, the pregame last night? Like, right as the game was about to kick off? I, I didn't watch pre or post anything. Okay. i got to be dead-ass honest No, I, I didn't. I was trying to figure out what was going on with the baseball game and if I was going to have to redo everything over on 910. And then I was watching my Canucks blow another two-goal lead in the third period. Yeah, they blew another two. They multi-goal lead. They're like 0-3 with multi-goal all blown leads. All three games. They've the been games. outscored like... <laughs> 400 to nothing in the third period. <laughs> well, anyways, they uh, the baseball thing was a whole, uh, that was a, don't even get me started on that. You should put a dome. <laughs> Lisa, Salters, uh-huh. Lisa Salters is the ESPN sideline reporter, obviously. Mm-hmm. She had quite possibly, and I don't know if any listeners saw this, maybe the greatest pregame sideline report I've ever seen. Really? Are you being serious? I'm being like serious. It was a good like report? The postgame interview was awful. The Dustin Hopkins thing was one of the worst. Like, we're interviewing the kicker after a Monday Night Football game. Like, this, like give me a break. Well, he, he had that heating pad on his hammy the whole game. <laughs> what are we and, doing here? And, and by the way, uh, side note before I let you finish there. So I saw this, and I thought it was really odd. DraftKings dropped a Justin Tur- uh, Herbert yeah. one touchdown. I had buddies prop. texting about that yesterday, too. We're like, this doesn't make any sense. It dropped from minus 800 to they boosted it at plus 100. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that were like, Oh, one touchdown, that's all he has to throw? Free money. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. He had thrown 36 straight games of touchdowns, and he just broke that streak yesterday. Hell did Vegas, though. He attempted 57 passes, which is the most ever in a win without throwing a touchdown pass in NFL history. It was his yards per average. It felt like two. It felt like every time he was yeah, throwing yeah. it, it was like two yards past yeah, the Yeah, he only threw for Four. like 240 two, or something. He completed two, uh, 37 passes for 238 yards. That he averaged is, 4.2 yards per attempt. That's awful. They run a high school offense. Save my man, please, for the love of God. Get him an offensive coordinator Sean that runs something more creative coach. than what I ran in high school. I'm going to lose my ass on the Chargers today. But, no, Lisa Salters did an inter- injury report on Herbert and Wilson that was like, I, I may be over-exaggerating here. It felt like it was four minutes long uh-huh. of her just riffing about the specific injuries that they have, the rehab that they've done, how the injury hurt, how they got hurt, how they're healing it. Like, I, w- I was blown away. It was like two minutes. All right, here's what Herbert went through and went through the ribs, and then they showed a little cartilage picture, and she's still talking, and then she switched over to Russell Wilson. It, w- it was amazing. One of the most amazing sideline pregame things I've ever seen. Have you noticed the last couple weeks, the Russell Wilson camp, what they've been doing? I mean, he's he's injured now. That's got to be it. He had a lat injury. That came out after his dreadful performance against, uh, uh, who did they lose to at home? I'm blanking on this. The Broncos? Yeah, they had an awful game at home. He was getting booed. The Colts? 
Was it the Thursday yeah, night game? It was the, thank you. It was the th- well, they've had so many awful games that yeah. they're all just jumbled together. I mean, the only brain. two games they've won were against the Texans, and the 16 to nine. They should have lost, and the Niners, 11, 11 to, 10. to ten, and they should have lost that game too. I mean, talk about awful games. We have two more of him. Thankfully, it's not till week fourteen. Though. It does no. There's no thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. Get him off my television. Flex out of that game because I think Denver could be bad enough where they'll flex out. I think you can by then, right? Because it's yeah. December eleventh is when that game they is. Up the Sunday night out. games you can flex out. Monday or Thursday, you're stuck. He's not playing Monday or They're, Thursday He's off anymore. Mondays. It's just Sunday night football. Oh, they can flex out of that. So yes. get this. So after that Colts game, two days later, they released this note. And many people think, oh, there's his agent. He's been dealing with a lat injury. And then yesterday, he plays this game. And what do we hear? He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. <laughs> and I just find it very convenient <laughs> that in the moments in which he looks just awful, there's suddenly a big guess what everybody's injured. I'm I'm the kicker was falling down kicking the football 30 yards yesterday. MJ flu game. I didn't hear Hopkins out there going, you know, my performance was uh, changed because of my injury. I love the excuse making by that quarterback. He is a weirdo. 3 of 11 for 15 yards in Awful. the second half. Three of 11 for 15 yards is what your $245 million quarterback gave you. I put up a poll question, and I don't disagree with the feedback we got. They are so bad. Hackett is a hack. He's awful. He's not good. There's no redeeming quality by him. I fired him after week two. I fired week two firing. I, I don't what blame are we doing? I, yeah, they, they, he looks terrible. But that being said, I'm not letting... The 10-year veteran quarterback who just got a almost $300 million contract, I ain't letting him off the hook this easy and say, no. it's just coaching. I'm legitimately wondering now, because I've been on this for a minute, is he cooked? Or is this just some weird all-time great player is in a funk thing? I don't even know where to go with it. it is, it's beyond weird to watch him look this incompetent and meanwhile his counterpart in seattle yes lighten it up i mean god i used to hate that offense and now i'm watching gino in it and yeah they scored 19 points but it's exciting and he's cooking so it's just like is is russell wilson truly is he just not a guy that's gonna play till he's 40 that he's gonna get to his mid-30s and life hit him because he's 510 and you know he just whatever is he cooked or is this just some weird funk? <laughs> I, I think I saw a lot of listeners respond to this, and I don't want to fence it, but I also have to. The answer is both. Because I don't want to let one person off the hook, and I feel like putting the blame on one or the other lets the other one off the hook. To your point, to anybody who just thinks that Nathaniel Hackett is an idiot, which he is. He is a horrible head coach. He had an interview even going into the locker room where you're like, that he, he doesn't inspire any confidence i don't know if this guy knows what he's doing he like, looks confused he half did. the time they show him on camera he was one of those it was like deer in headlights it reminded me of a mark helfrich interview like god man like get yourself together you're an nfl head coach like have a little confidence and you know belief in yourself but he has he has none of that and if i just blame this on russell wilson being cooked which i think that he is i think it takes the blame off of hackett if i just blame hackett because he's a bad head coach which he is it takes the blame off of Russell Wilson, which I don't want to do because Russell Wilson sucks right now. Everything about the Denver Broncos sucks right now. And the fact that we now thankfully don't have to go basically two months without watching them in primetime when they've been in primetime, it feels like every game so far this season. It is a miracle for NFL fans. 
for everybody that has said that he's been, you know, on, on the downward trend towards the end of his career in Seattle, I get it. And we should always listen to the X first because the X knows your flaws. They watch you closer. Like Oregon fans have been this way with Mario Cristobal. We knew his flaws more than Miami fan wanted to acknowledge. And now there's a bit of I told you so, right? Well, Seattle fans have been saying this for a while. And I didn't listen because I didn't watch every Seahawks game start to finish like Seahawks fan probably did. I'm a red zone guy. I'm seeing Russell Wilson in the red zone, and I'm looking at the numbers at the end of the season. Two years ago, when they won the division, he threw 40 touchdowns and 13 picks and over 4,000 yards. And then he looked awful in and that game against the Rams. And he looked awful in the game yep. against the Rams. But still, that's a really good season. Even last year with, that's the, a very good season. with the finger injury, he was completing 65% of his passes. He threw 25 touchdowns and six picks. And while, yes, you watched him and you thought, eh, there's a little bit missing there. He's not quite what he was. You at least had the finger injury to lean on, and the numbers were still solid. Like 25 touchdowns and six picks despite missing time and dealing with an injury, that's a pretty good season. He would sign up for that right now because almost halfway through the year, he's at five touchdowns and three picks. God. His completion percentage is by far the lowest it's ever been in What's his career. What's it at right now? 58%. Oh, He's my never been God. below 60 in his career. 58? Previous low was 63 no, excuse me. He had a sixty-one percent in two thousand seventeen. Oh Lord. So it's the lowest. Is QBR lowest it's ever been? QB oh. rating lowest it's ever been. They're like, the worst red zone offense in football. They're the worst it's offense in football. They're averaging fifteen points a game. He's like, ha- he hasn't scored awful. above twenty-three points in a game. No. I, I just I, I voted I, I voted bad coaching here, and, and I'll tell you why. I refused. I I just I cannot get it in my brain. And I know some people are going to push back and go, I'm Sprague, been seeing this for two years now. Look, he rushed back last year out of probably a little bit of jealousy, right? Gino was – I told you this when we, were, when we were in the moment. Like, he was moving the ball efficiently for them. And then Russ comes back a little early, just didn't look good. Didn't look right. The divorce was looming. It was a weird season for them. I just can't – it doesn't compute in my brain to say that he's done. It, I mean, he's, I think he's 33, he's 34, something not, like that. Like he's, not that old. He's not that old compared to some of the other guys in this league. Yeah, he's 33, 33. 34 next month. They just gave him $245 million. Usually the quarterback position is the one position you go. That's a guaranteed contract mm-hmm. because those guys, if they're good, they're going to ride that contract out and then either move on or give another one. The NFL protects them a ton. I, I cannot, in, I just, I'm seeing it. I'm understanding it. Right? I, I'm with everybody that says what they say about him. I can't in my, my conscience put in that he's done done. And the one thing, the one saving grace looming for me is that he, he'll turn around if they do make that coaching uh, switch. And I don't, I don't know if they will. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. They're two and four now. Like, you lose another game. You got to start thinking about this stuff. You just do. He, he inspires no confidence. And then I thought about this on my drive in. Is it not wild to you? Because it's blowing my mind that Geno Smith and Marcus Mariota are galaxies better than Russell Wilson and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers this year. And what's 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 the common thing there for them? I think it's just about fit, scheme, and coaching. Yeah. And so while, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Pete Carroll guy anymore. I think he's a bit old. I wouldn't want to do a rebuild with him. I, I give Seattle credit. That offense is perfect for what Geno's skill set is. He's fitting really well. He's confident in it. And, you know, he doesn't need to throw the ball a ton, but in Atlanta, the Falcons are undefeated when Marcus Mariota completes under 13 passes. So the recipe is don't let Marcus cook. Just run let the, him run. Well, run the football, yeah. Right. And, and Be efficient. And Arthur Smith's offense looks good right now. So I may I have to just vote coaching out of principle that it's wild to me if you really think or say Russell Wilson is 
done. That's just crazy if that's true. It's hard to compute it in your brain. They got the Jets and Jags at home the next two weeks. If I'm not lose, betting them against no, any of those teams. I'm not touching the Broncos the rest of the year. If you lose those two games, you need to fire Nathaniel Hackett. Well, they did cover last night. Just want to throw that out. Sure, they did cover. didn't have a different spread. They did cover. There's no doubt. I mean, you just you had the, the Walmart family buy this thing for $4 billion. You cannot look this bad. This no. is a horrible start, and you need to make a change. If you can't beat the Jets and Jags, there's already no excuse to keep Hackett. But if you lose those games, you definitely do. There was a highlight on their opening drive of the game. I think it was their opening drive. They moved the ball in Charger territory on like the 35-yard line. They had a third down and four. And there was this great it – went, it went viral because he – Russell Wilson drops back third and short. I believe it was Jerry Judy standing right in front of him. Right in front of the first uh, – nobody within five yards of him. I mean, there's no lineman in his view, just right in front of him. But he's looking to the left, doesn't see him, slowly comes back. By the time he realizes he's open, he takes a sack, fourth down, they got a punt. Like, that's, that's there. It's right there. Make the throw. And he can't do it right now. It's, it's crazy. Get a yips. He's got quarterback yips. He's got the yips. Uh, all right. Well, we got a lot to get to today. A little more on this. We got some college football that we didn't talk about. Have you ever seen an animal defecate on the field and cause a delay? We had that this weekend in college football. Uh, baseball was really stupid last night, but that dome theory of mine, not looking all that bad right now, huh? huh? And then uh, Mark Malusis is going to join us from New York, the New York football giants and the New York Jets. Are kind of the talk of the NFL this year because of their start. They're combined nine and three. How about that? And so they're red hot right now. So we'll talk with him at seven thirty. We got uh, the mail sack at eight fifteen. Dirt and spray. Good morning. Let's get it going on a Tuesday on the fan. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Got a lot to get into today. Uh, I'm proud of you, by the way. Why? Proud of you. I thought we were going to open the show today with something totally different. 
Well, we'll get to the start of the NBA season. You don't have to worry about me, buddy. Okay. I'm still kicking and breathing, man. I knew there'd be a segment in there somewhere. I figured it'd be like, you know, hey, good morning. Merry Christmas, everybody. The NBA's back. But no, we jumped right into Nathaniel Hackett's an idiot. And I had a lot of fun. Well, it, it, I just, Tom Brady said this a couple weeks ago, and I, I tend to believe that we way overreact now. We're always in the moment. I, I'd have to look at, like, real history here. But this whole like idea that this is the worst, some of the worst football we've ever seen. I think there are some games that are absolutely deserving of that category. What am I watching right now? There are old women <laughs> taking dumps on my TV. Literally, their pants are down. Formulated probiotics. It's probiotics, man, you got to poo. Her pants are at her ankles. When Just you talking. Poo, you got to poo. I that's help uh, them poo. Help people poo. I guess that's what we do. But. Um, Tom Brady said a couple weeks ago at a presser, he said that it's it's nothing but bad football is what he's seeing. I'd put him in that category because his team looked awful on Sunday. But yeah, I, and I just I, I see it on Twitter too after a game. That game last night wasn't great. No, that game sucked. I do think the analytics. I think a lot of the stuff that we can learn and know about nowadays in football and modern football, I think it does change the way we watch or feel about this. I don't think these games are all that much different than what we grew up with. No, I think we've largely just had a really bad run in prime time, and that's been our issue. And that's a, that's been a huge. Like, and they put the Broncos on prime time like four times already. Exactly, it's ridiculous. Like, scroll through this weekend, and you'll find a lot of entertaining, fun games where there was a lot of points scored. Like hell, even Colts and Jags. Trevor Lawrence had a great game. He only had two incompletions. Matt Ryan all of a sudden looked like he found the fountain of youth. Threw a late touchdown. They won 34-27. Bengals and Saints was a fun back-and-forth game. Burrow on the offense got it going. Chase, he wore the Chase jersey going into the stadium. He had 132 yards and two touchdowns, including the game winner. The Giants and Ravens going down on the wire. Lamar making that boneheaded pick. And yep. the Giants capitalizing. Like there were, there were good football games. Bills and Chiefs was a great game. Jets dominating in Lambeau. Like, I think it's just interesting. You get yeah, the Packers that you're like, what's up with them? Are they okay? Is everything all right? They don't have any good targets. We've just had a stretch of really bad primetime games. And that's yeah. what those are the ones we talk about the most because they're standalone games. And it's the ones that we're all watching at the same time as a country. And, you know, 25 million people are watching that game. And when it sucks, we're all going to tell you, God, this game sucks. Uh, Swag, do we have the Hopkins stuff? Is that I do have it now. Yes. You do have it. It is up. It's It's up and it's good. He got the whole interview here. You've really hyped this interview up. I didn't catch this. This was the kicker, Dustin Hopkins, in the post game. I mean, he was four for four on a bum leg. This is Jordan Flew game, man. He was was falling down after every kick. I was wondering, how is he even kicking the football? He's got this, you know, Shaquille O'Neal heating pad on his thigh. (laughs) Uh, Just an unbelievable performance by him, him single-handedly carrying the Chargers last night. Right. And here he is, the kicker in the post-game interview with Lisa Saul. Dustin... It was obvious that you were in a lot of pain. How were you able to grit this one out? Um, before I directly answer that, I just want to say thank you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks, thanks. Love you, brother. Um, i got so much to be thankful for apart from football. And so when something like this happens, uh, I'm blessed either way. But to be on the, the good side of that is, is obviously it feels a lot better. Um, but yeah, it was, I was, I was hurting pretty good. So we'll, we'll go, we'll go back inside and try to figure out what that looks like. It happened on your first kick of the game, that extra point, just what happened and what's the life feel like? It was weird. I, uh, I mean, I felt good pregame and everything come back from last week being out, but I felt good. And then, uh, that first extra point, I just felt a pop and it kind of went downhill from there. Hey, 
Hey, go Knowles. Go Knowles. <laughs> From what distance, Dustin, would you say that you were feeling comfortable knowing the game was on the line? I, it, it didn't matter. And I, I don't mean that like, oh, I could have kicked it from wherever. I, that's not what I mean. It just meant if it was going to hurt, what's the difference if it's 20 or it's 55? You know, it's, it was just like, well, give it a rip, and that was it. So I don't even know. I don't know a single distance from field goals today. Not that you, you don't need to tell me. Uh, 37, 31, 35, and 39? Yes. I believe. Not like farther. I, mean, so, I don't know what that's about. You know? <laughs> but how good did it feel when they got those extra nine yards for you? That must have felt pretty good. Uh, I, it was great. For them to put me in that position, like our O-line, our offense, constantly sticking with it, and even when things weren't going perfect, for them to march down the field and not lose hope and confidence in themselves, it's, uh, it says a lot about our team. And, uh, yeah, even, even when things aren't going well, we feel super talented. But that doesn't get anything in the NFL if you don't put it together. So uh, to be gritty and then hopefully find it as the weeks to come, it'll, it'll be really good for us. Wow. That was a lot. I'm glad we interviewed him. It was only a minute 59. Only a minute 59. It felt like to the point. 10 minutes. It, did, it felt like 10 minutes there. Look, if you're a kicker, and I think, you know, we're here in the morning time slot. A lot of times we don't see the other people. We don't get the spotlight too much around here. When you get it, you <laughs> hold on to it, and you do not let go. Were, were, was Dustin Hopkins and Russell Wilson having a god-off last night? I think they were having a definite god-off. So, yeah. so clearly, we have determined God has chosen Hopkins. Well, he's got a thing for lightning bolts. <laughs> he, that he does. It's a little racist. <laughs> Choosing the white kicker, huh? I mean, I'm just saying, the proof is in the game, is it not? Um, I mean, he picks the winners of sporting events, so clearly he's more of a Charger fan than a Bronco fan. Can I ask you this? Yeah, what do you got? I don't know what your actual beliefs are. I feel like I kind of do, but I don't really. I believe in the Blessings Limo Company and uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think you also believe in single-dollar bills and late-night excursion with your boys. Uh, Do you think uh, the big guy, do you think the big guy keeps tally? El Jefe. Of who's giving him the praise in the highest oh, moment. Dustin, very impressive. There's Ooh. one for Dustin. That's going to be an easier entrance into heaven for you, thanking me on Monday Night Football in front of millions of viewers. Gabriel outside the gates has a tote board or something. <laughs> Brandon, you're not getting in. Isn't it Gabriel who guards the pearly no, gates? No, I'm I, not up I, on I, my... I think, Come on, I think, swag. I think, I think it's Paul. God. I don't know. What's your problem? Why did you go Gabriel? <laughs> I thought he was the dude outside the pearly gates. I thought it was Gabriel. The I think angel. we should stop. I think we're just going to get in trouble right. because yeah, you're going to piss somebody off. There's literally off. nobody on this show no, no. with any religious expertise at all about who is gatekeeping and who is hanging out with Jesus. Like we got none of that. Okay, I learned. I learned a lot on my Uber ride in Atlanta, though. Yes, you did. I learned a lot. <laughs> I go, it's still an iconic story. <laughs> Learned a lot, man. Uh, what do you think about this? This doesn't happen often, but... Hey, hey, peace be with you, my friend. Thank you, and with you. Uh, you. You have a former head coach abruptly retire, and according to Jason LaConfora, our Odyssey insider, NFL executives around the league are telling him, Sean Payton really wants to coach... Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Don't don't tease me like this because if it doesn't happen, I'm going to lose my ass. He if loves I, living in Southern California. I mean, yeah, he wants a franchise quarterback. So for yes. all the Dallas Cowboys stuff, he likes SoCal. You get Justin Herbert on a rookie contract if you fire Staley next year. 
I mean, if you're the Chargers, you hear this, you've got to be making a phone call. Your coach is not inspiring a lot of confidence, and that offense they're running is absolutely dreadful. He should be looking more Josh Allen than looking like Matt Ryan. Yeah, I will say two caveats on this. One, their offensive line is super banged up right now, and that does make things tough for you, and you got to acknowledge that. Their starting center and starting left tackle are out. And Denver's got a pretty good defense. Like I, When you look at the numbers, the metrics that they've, they've uh, put up this year, that, that's a good defense on that side of the ball. However, it doesn't take a genius and a football mastermind to watch their offense and say, what are we doing here? You have, you have a quarterback who's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the entire National Football League, and of those 57 passes, I'd be willing to guess like 11 of them were screens. Screens are fine every once in a while when you get a team that's blitzing a ton. Screens are fine when Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback and you're trying to protect him, and you don't want him throwing the football downfield because he's going to turn it over. Like Screens are fine in those cases. To throw that many screens with a quarterback as talented as Herbert, it's, just, it's horrible offense. It's just, Denver, in the, in the overtime period, I feel like on every drive, I think they went run, run, pass, incomplete, punt. Run, run, pass, incomplete, punt. How many times during the game does it feel like the Chargers are doing that? Run, run, pass, punt. Just they are running a high school offense, and it's embarrassing. And so, if you don't tease me like that, because Sean Payton would be an incredible hire for Justin Herbert. And there's part of me that I'm, I'm rooting for Herbert to win because I want him to make the playoffs. I want him to get that recognition that he deserves as an NFL quarterback. On the other side of that, though, I also acknowledge maybe the best thing for them is to lose. Maybe the best thing for them is to miss the playoffs this year and for them to have a disappointing season so you can go get an elite head coach. It doesn't take long to look around the NFL and see the impact that a good head coach yep. could have on a team. Absolutely. Look no further than, than the, uh, the New York Giants, who I think the Chargers have a more talented roster, yet they're below in the, in the overall standings in the NFL. Final thought for me from that game, it is an absolute embarrassment for the NFL that tries to go to Los Angeles. That was a Denver home game. They are the only team in the league that legitimately has to play 17 road games. It's probably stupid that they have to be playing in L.A. and are not in San Diego anymore. Yep. It's uh, a joke. It's, 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 yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, coming up next, we got a lot more to get into. Um, but we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back in. We got the mail sack to get to at 815. So get those mail sack questions in at the fan text line, 503-250-1080. I'm currently being guilted right now on my Saturday plans. 
That's not been easy. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'll talk about that coming up at 7. The work-life balance during football season, it's very complicated. It, it is a bit complicated. Far more complicated for you because you have kids. Well, yes, but it also, like, it's been this way for a decade. There's nothing new here. Yeah, you know, football season, Saturdays and Sundays. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to step away from Some it. Saturdays, look, it's going to be uh, Baylor and yeah. so-and-so and the Ducks or the Beavs have a bye or the one team plays late. Like, hey, I'm free. Hell, even this weekend, really, when you look at the slate, I would argue outside of Oregon and UCLA, is there, I mean, maybe Texas-Oklahoma State does it to you, but they both have losses. But that's the game. That's that's the game. Oregon-UCLA is the one you got to keep an eye because on. Because of the time, yeah. yeah. And then Sunday, I mean, you know, Tuesdays are our big NFL day, and I want to get to some NFL coming up here. But mm-hmm. um, it just, yeah, it makes it incredibly difficult. Like last weekend, nothing was going on. Nothing going on. I went to the pumpkin patch. And then I watched my beeves take care of the cougs at night. Look at you, huh? It was a nice little Saturday. Nice little Saturday. Uh, So I'll tell you what that's about. I want to kind of do a very early peek into the UCLA-Oregon thing coming up in the second hour as well. Mark Malusis, uh, TV uh, anchor down or over in New York, he's going to join us at the Daily Ticker. The Jets and the Giants are kind of the story of, I think, the NFL. There's a lot of stories in the NFL, but I think they deserve some conversation. You don't buy them. No, I don't buy either of them. I don't know how you watch that defense and those special that special teams and don't buy it. But because I watch their quarterback too. Yeah, that's that is then that. And to your can point, you really win point. at a high level in the NFL with a quarterback that's not very good? And I, I don't know if Zach Wilson's not very good. I just or won't be very good, but he's not very good right now. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl, but I can make a real case that you can win in this league because you can look around the league right now and see teams doing it. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's done it in San Francisco. We just talked about Russell Wilson. Rodgers hasn't looked good at all. Brady's been very hot and cold. It, you know, outside of Allen and Mahomes and even Lamar, but Lamar's had some games that they shouldn't have lost. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of like big name quarterbacks that are definitively dominating this league. And so we'll get into that coming up. Uh I did I did see this note. Uh very depressing. Twister is supposedly going to have a sequel made. <laughs> Twister is, huh? Really? Isn't the guy, didn't he pass away? Yeah, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton passed away. Yeah, Helen Hunt hasn't done much since She's still Twister. a smoke show, but uh, I, why do we need Twister sequel? You want one worse than that? Did you I, see what's coming out on HBO Max in December? No. They're making a new Christmas story with the kid. He's all grown up now. So yeah. he's got his own so kids? Ra- it's Ralphie is, a, I'm assuming, a father. It's Peter Billingsley. He's uh, he's actually really big behind the scenes more so than in front of the camera nowadays. He is. He's become a director. He was yeah. actually in Elf. Mm. He was one of the elves yeah. in Elf with Will Ferrell. He, he's, in, he's in the Favre-Vince Vaughn team. You know what I mean? He like he's in that camp. So he's a yeah. lot of... He has a lot of like cameos in their movies. I saw tra- the trailer came out yesterday, and it said coming. Does it look awful? I mean, it's not even. It was basically clips of the old movie mm. with a kind of like quick snapshot of him as an adult putting glasses on, and said the movie. You know, your favorite characters or whatever. Ralphie's back, and it's coming in December. It's like there's no way that's going to be a good movie. There's zero percent chance. Have you watched Hocus Pocus two? I know you've watched Hocus Pocus two. Come on. I mean, come on. Come How on. do you not? Hey, right? hey, you got kids. That movie sucked. Wow. That movie was terrible. I'm also a really big Sarah Jessica Parker fan. SJP, she does it for me. Yeah, she does it for a lot of us. Honeymoon in Vegas, one of my all-time favorite movies. You big Carrie Bradshaw fan? (laughs) Huge Carrie Bradshaw fan. Huge. Um, That movie did not suck. That movie was terrible. Okay, first of all, this is your problem. That movie was awful. You have no real lens outside of the... (laughs) 
I'm a tobacco chewing <laughs> urban cowboy about to be in my mid 30s with no kids. That's your perspective. You need kids. Kids. Well, sure, I'm sure kids liked it. Kids will like any movie. Why Has there was, ever been a why movie you, your kids didn't like? Well, Come on, it's the easiest audience to appease out there. Well, it is, but they, they've had a couple Pixar movies lately that have not been as highly thought of as other ones. Okay, well, I haven't seen a lot of Pixar movies. I'm going to have to push back. I actually was expecting it to be just dreadful. I thought they did a decent job with that story. <laughs> if you were making a sequel to a movie from like 40 years ago. I mean, they should have never made it. That movie came out in like 1994. Did you watch the original? Oh, yes, who has recently? Not... Oh, yeah, we watch the original every year. And you're going to tell me that the movie's original... better than the sequel? Yes, 100%. That is Binksy the cat. I mean, come on. The guy's you're a, cat. a talking cat. How do you not have a talking cat? You, you have turn some him into of a cat. the worst child actors of all time in that movie. The special effects were trash. Now, look, it's a, it's a legendary Halloween family fun kid movie. The sequel is better than the original. That's a, that is a hot take that I'm not here for at all. You get that you get that trash out of here right now. I can't believe you have you this You get that trash out of here and you shove it. I'm so disappointed in you. I'm going to look up the Rotten Tomatoes ratings on each of these. Oh, we're going to trust the Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I love when you do it for the movies that you don't like. <laughs> the movies you do like, you don't want to open that Rotten Tomatoes for Rudy. No, we're only going to do IMDb because Rotten Tomatoes doesn't count. IMDb has it. Uh, the old one is 6.9 and the new one is 6.1. Boom. Yeah. Definitive. They're both sixes. It's over. They're both sixes. You I mean, both look, got a D. Let's be a, let, let, proven. <laughs> both the movies suck. Okay, let's acknowledge well, I mean, here. Yeah, can, both yeah, of the movies yeah, are bad right. movies. They're not great movies. Not good movies. Old one better than new one. I'll uh, put the poll question. Okay, put the poll question up. Hocus Pocus 1 or Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, let's get into some National Football League stuff. Boy, what a weekend for the underdog. That's next on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. A uh, little peek early ahead of that UCLA-Oregon game. Game day is going to be there. Josh Pate is going to be there. Game day. But the most important person is going to be Dirt is going. That's right. I'll be there. Yeah, you'll be there. In front of the Majoski Center. Doing the pretty game show. You Dusty and Newman. That's right. You Q, Dusty, and Dirt. <laughs> Listen to the fans. What are we on? I think 8 to 10.30, I think, something like that, Saturday morning? 12.30 kick. You're two that hours is correct. Before, right? Yeah. Look at that. Bright and early, baby. I got an early morning Saturday. Uh, yes, you do. And uh, we'll look ahead to that. I, I want to get into the National Football League. On Tuesdays, we talk a lot of NFL, more yep. so than we do uh, college. And I, I kind of want to go through a few teams here. You're just... There are some teams having good years. You're just not buying. Now, you can easily make the claim it's it's October 18th. We shouldn't be going all in on anybody. Like, I don't even feel all that confident dismissing the Broncos yet. I think I need another loss. They lose to the Jets, then I'm like, okay, they're 2-5. and five. But I thought the Jets were good, so is that a bad loss? Well, no, that'd be a good win. Okay, good win. It'd be a good win Got if it. the Broncos win, but if they lose to the Jets, they slip to 2-5 and five. at that point. It's, it's hard to see uh, really recovering. I'll start with the Jets. I, 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 I saw a pretty good chunk of this game in Lambeau, 27 to 10. And I, I will acknowledge the one position you're going to point to, but I don't know how you watch that defense and watch that special teams unit. And you just, you're not buying the Jets, huh? Four and two. That was a pretty dominating win against Rodgers in that Lambeau was, Field. That was a very dominating win against Rodgers in Lambeau Field. Let me ask you this, and I know it's it's a bit of an apples-to-oranges comparison. Are you buying the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because they beat Tampa this weekend. 
And they look damn good doing it. And well, they no, did it with a backup quarterback. No, because I, I actually, I'm not saying I knew this was going to happen. I kind of liked Pittsburgh with the number. I took them on a, a money way line. Way too big of a spread. It was a huge spread. I took them on a money line dog parlay that ended up somehow winning. But I thought the Brady stuff was really odd last week. You know, he wasn't on the team plane. And so I woke up Sunday and saw the Robert Kraft thing. He wasn't at the walkthrough on Saturday. There's a weird vibe with the Bucks. They're still good. But there's a really weird vibe around Brady and what this season kind of is turning into for him. Uh, I, you had your lowest moment. The NFL teaches me anything. It's maybe look at the team that has their lowest moment the week prior and the get-off-the-mat game. <laughs> and it was more so, to me, that's what it was for Pittsburgh. I don't put Pittsburgh in the Jets in the same category. And you can say, well, the Pittsburgh Steelers were up 10 on the Jets. Yeah, and they blew the lead. They did. They blew the lead three weeks ago. That's part of the reason, though, why I'm not buying the Jets is because I need to see it more than one. I need to see more than one quality win. They had two miraculous wins, the, the Steelers no and the Browns. They no business winning any of those games. And their other one this year was against a third-string quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. So, that I mean, if, when you're asking why I don't buy them, it's twofold. One, it's Zach Wilson. I don't, I don't think he's very good yet. Doesn't mean he can't get good, but I don't think he's very good yet. And they don't really have a quality win outside of the one that they showed this weekend. And that was great. The difference between a one-off, though, and doing it consistently in the NFL, that's huge. We see a lot of teams that pull off upsets, that ruin survivor pools, that you say, how the hell did they win that game? In Lambeau, they won by 17. Okay, what are you going to go do next weekend? Are you going to go into Denver and win? If you do, then I'll be a little bit more of a believer, even though Denver's not very good. The three games after that, you got the Pats twice and you got the Bills. I think New England is finding their stride, and we know from our buddy Ken Barkley they're damn near unbeatable in the month of October. I think Buffalo's the best team in the NFL. So in the next month, I will feel better about where I'm at on the Jets. I just I never like to do the they're this or they're that six games into the season when I look and I say you have one quality win, you beat a third-string quarterback, and you won two games that you had no business winning. They had no business winning the Browns game in Week 2 where they got the onside kick, that crazy comeback in the final 90 seconds, and they were down by 10 points on the road to Pittsburgh when Kenny Pickett was playing for the first time, and they found a way to win that game. So you do it for the next month, I'm right there with you. I'm buying everything around their roster. Defense is good. Hall's a good rookie running back. Like I, Robert Sauce Gardner, looks, Sauce Gardner looks great. Like Their draft class was amazing. I love every, every piece that they have. I just it, it, Ultimately, in the NFL, if you want to win at the highest level and you want to truly compete, you have to have a guy that can carry you sometimes as a quarterback, and I don't think Zach Wilson's there yet. What do you make of the Vikings? I don't know what to make of the Vikings. I don't either. I, I don't know. I, you know. I saw a decent amount of that game, too, in Miami this week, and it was scoreless going into the second quarter. And, you know, Green Bay is on a struggle bus right now. I don't know what's going on there. If that's just a targets problem, and many people highlighted, hey, you don't have Devontae Adams anymore. Randall Cobb's out in a, a couple weeks. Those young guys aren't really clicking yet with Rodgers. I, I, I don't know, but, like, I picked the Vikings to win that division, but it looks real uneasy. The Lions game, not a game I thought they should have won. Nope. This weekend's game, if they don't cause that, if Harrison Smith doesn't strip Jalen Waddell, I actually think the Dolphins come back and beat them. Hell, the Saints game, they got a double doink in London. A double doink in London. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of the Vikings, but, I mean, they're five and freaking one, man. Yeah, that's the thing with NFC teams that I feel it's a little easier to analyze them. Like, the tough part about the Jets is they're in the AFC, and I still think despite some of these teams not – being as dominant as we thought at the start of the year. Like, do you put the Jets higher on the on the playoff hierarchy than the Bengals, than the Ravens, right, than the Bills, even the Patriots in their own division, than the Chargers, than the Chiefs, right? That's what's tough about the AFC. And the NFC, who's the best team in the NFC? 
I mean, Philly's the team that everybody's going to say it, right now. Pro- Philly deserves they the deserve title. it. They're they undefeated. deserve it. Yeah, but they're far and away from a Buffalo type feel to them, right? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, let me let me push back on that a little bit. I I think what you would point to, and and you're right to do this every time with any team. You'd probably point to Hertz and you'd say, "Can that guy go and win me the game with his arm?" Because they can run the football. We all know that. But if they cannot run the football for whatever reason, can Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm? I think so far early, it's not like he's lighting up the, the box scores here, but I think he has shown in a few games that he can move it efficiently and they can beat you through the air. Now, let's see where this goes the rest of the way, but they have the number one offensive line in football and they have one of the top five defenses in football. Mm-hmm. That is a pretty solid thing to be having in your back pocket. And not to mention Sirianni, who we all made fun of, seems to be a pretty smart, good coach. He does. He's passionate and fiery, too, and I love that. Absolutely. I think he connects really well with that team, and I think they kind of represent what that city is. They're a little gritty. <laughs> they buy into themselves. They're cocky. They, they, you know, they just have a belief. And so I would say in the NFC, it, the Eagles deserve that. So that's far fair. as the Eagles. After that, I don't know, man. It's I, wide open. And that's where I think when you ask me, why do I feel about Minnesota? They're a playoff team. They, they've lucked into a couple of these wins. The Bear game, hell, even the Bears were driving to take the lead. And oh, they had right. the fumble they the lead to the along Bears. the sideline. They right. were up 17 right. or 20 to nothing, whatever it was. And yep. the Bears came all the way back in that game. So they haven't been dominating teams, but that's not really the NFL, right? You just got to find a way to win, and you move on to the next week. And when you have a wide-open NFC, they already have a head-to-head win over the Packers. The Packers look vulnerable this year for the first time in a long time. Their next two games are against the Cards and the Commanders. So you're looking I'm at picking them to right? win. Right? You're games. probably going to be sitting there at what? 7 and 1. What are they? 5 and 1, 4 and 1, whatever they are right now. Like they they got a chance if you win those next two games. I mean, you're in the playoffs in the NFC. The NFC South, the NFC West, and the AFC North don't have one team above 500 in their division. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I mean, it's, what? it's the NFL. It's, it's parody. The, that's the Ravens, the Bengals, yep. the Niners, the Rams, the Buccaneers like and you can point to any other team you want in those divisions, but like of those teams, those are the prominent playoff type teams that we've seen the last few years. I, I don't know what to make of any of those situations. Maybe the Bengals are starting to figure it out here a little bit. That's a nice win this weekend. Uh, yeah, Baltimore, they've got to be kicking themselves, man. They should have beat Buffalo. You should have beat Miami, and you shouldn't have lost to the Giants. There's three of your losses right there. They tried to gack away that Cincinnati game, too. They held on late. They did. Some late game decisions to not go for it, go for it. Uh, They could have lost that game. The Rams, like, you were struggling against the Panthers and P.J. Walker, who had to dismiss a player who then traded the (laughs) next day, and somehow they got two draft assets. That was actually a good trade by them. The Rams don't look great, and the Niners are broken. I mean, talk about a storyline. San Francisco every year. You know what I know? Kyle Shannon's got a great offense, but his damn team, for whatever reason, is going to be missing like 10 dudes for a decent chunk of time. Half the defense is out. Jimmy Garoppolo throws a couple of picks. There's your recipe. You know it's coming like clockwork every year. I still think the 49ers are the team to beat in the NFC West despite their injuries. But the schedule is very challenging for them. They play the Chiefs this weekend at home, coming off a loss to Buffalo. Oh, I think they're going to lose that game. Then you got to go to L.A., which we'll see. I mean, they own the Rams, but it's a big divisional matchup where you got to go to Los Angeles, and then you play the Chargers at home on Sunday Night Football. That Rams, well, I'm, I'm going to take the Niners because Staley's an idiot. That Rams team's not fun to watch. Not fun right now. They, they are ugly. And uh, was it Noteboom's out for the year? One of their starting offensive linemen, done for the year. They just, announced, I think, announced that this morning. Well, the Niners' entire starting defensive line was out for the Falcon game. They lost two guys filling in at the starting spot for them. Yeah. 
and Bosa's questionable this week, and we'll see. I don't know if he's going to play. If he doesn't play against Kansas City, yeah, I don't know. Not Mahomes. I don't know what that number is, but you got to be three. Able, it's <laughs> Chiefs minus three. That's a fishy line. Uh, it's fishy because I think it's a bounce-back spot for the Niners, but if there's no pass rush. I would argue it's a bounce-back spot for Kansas City. They just lost. That's kind of what I would think, too. But dogs are barking this year, man. Five of the eight underdogs on Sunday outright won. This is what we love about the league, though. Like, you ask, what's up with all those divisions? It's parity. Yeah. If there's not, I mean, outside of maybe Houston, but even Houston's nearly gotten a couple of teams. Like, there's a, every, anybody can beat anybody on any given weekend, and that's what we love about the NFL, and that's why survivor pools are so hard. That's why gambling on the NFL is so hard. You just never know what team's going to show up on any given Sunday. AFC East or NFC East? Which division's better? We kind of clowned both those divisions, by the way, preseason. Healthy Tua, I'd say AFC East. Yeah, and Tua's coming back for the Pittsburgh Tua's game. Tua's supposed said. to be back this week. All right. Uh, hour number two, Dirt and Spray. Got a lot to get to uh, on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 